Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to the Chronicles of Nannia, a nanny resource podcast made for nannies by me, a nanny. I am your host, Martha Reddick, and this week we are going to be talking about how to not go crazy or get cabin fever when it's just you and an infant that can't talk yet and you're with them all day. And for that, I've brought on Johanna Dunphy. Hi, Johanna. Hello. How are you? I'm doing so well. How are you? I'm doing great. Awesome. (laughs) Thank you for being here. Of course. I'm excited to, uh, to be here with you. Yeah. So I met Johanna at the University of uh, Tennessee. I can speak, I promise. Um, (laughs) It's not like I'm hosting a podcast or anything. Um, (laughs) I met Johanna at the University of Tennessee. Uh, She was doing the MFA acting program. Sure Um, was. Yeah. And then I ran into you uh, at a mutual friend's wedding this past year. That's right. That's right. And I kind of found out that you were nannying, and mm-hmm. I was like, ooh, let's do this. <laughs> yeah, and I, I've appreciated that you've liked my little nanny updates on Facebook. <laughs> yes, they're wonderful. And that was actually kind of the inspiration for this episode. Um, mm-hmm. But before we get into that, let's hear a little bit about your nanny journey. So how how did you come to to take care of a little one? Well, um, it depends on how far back you want to go, but uh, (laughs) I come from a really big family. Um, So I'm the youngest of eight. I have 16 nieces and nephews and seven great nieces and nephews. Um, And I I don't remember ever not looking after kids. Right. Um, I even got my Girl Scout badge in it. Oh, wow. (laughs) Yeah, I have. Uh, there's even a video of me like learning how to feed a baby when I'm like nine years old. Adorable. <clears throat> yeah, and then uh, you know babysitting, of course. But then when I got back from grad school, um, totally crazy. But my niece, who is older than I am, she has two little ones, and she said, "Hey, I know you're kind of figuring things out, and we're desperate. Can you? Would you be interested in nannying?" And I was like, absolutely, because the the one was almost two, the other one was three, and I wanted to know them better, and we ended up just having the best time. And uh, the current one that I'm looking after um, is just six months old, and uh, we have great conversations. It's pretty one-sided, but... (laughs) She's she's pretty great. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's so sweet. And um, yeah. Johanna is based in Philadelphia, which is where Nanny Palooza or Nanny Palooza East is going to be next year. So, um, so yeah, just t- tossing that out there to keep in mind as we talk through these things. If um, mm-hmm. if anything comes up that you're in Philadelphia, because a lot of times. It's nannies talking about Chicago because that's where I'm based. But yeah. Right, right. Um, well, awesome. Thank you for sharing that. I always, I love 
stories of how people came to be nannies and childcare providers. Because I think sure, it's always yeah. interesting. Sometimes people fight it for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and I think that's it's just an interesting thing for me. Well, and you know, this just came to mind. Um, so my parents are educators. They're both mm-hmm. musicians. And when I was in kindergarten, my mom was teaching one of these, you know, like music education classes to toddlers. Oh, yeah. And my mom likes me so much um, <laughs> that sometimes she'd be about to drop me off at school and say, hey, why did you just come with me? (laughs) And I would be her helper at her, you know, toddler music groups. Um, So yeah, like I'm very much a part of this whole education from youth, from very little kids onward. Um, And my, my parents are just the most amazing teachers um, they, I was I was homeschooled for high school, so I got to see them um, very much in action and figuring it out. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. My mom became a teacher when I was in middle school, and um, oh, that's interesting. Or yeah, I guess fifth grade was when she was like in the program, and then um, she started when I was in middle school, and I would go like volunteer in her classroom all the time. So oh, that's so fantastic. Nice. Yeah, similar journey because I went to a Montessori middle school and so we like nice. had days off if you got your work done and nice, I could spend nice. them in a different classroom. Yeah, in uh, in high school, I think because I was becoming a teenager and um, awful, um, <laughs> my mom was like, you know, we all are. yeah, it happens. It happens. We should all just be like sent to an island, you know, just away yes. from people. Like, But uh, yeah, my mom decided... You know, you should you should do some volunteer work. And I ended up working at a, a school in Philly called the Widener School, mm. which is a public school for mentally and phys- physically handicapped children. Oh. Um, and it's, you know, it's all through high school and all that. And I worked in the classroom, in the gym and in the pool because I had a pool. Okay. Um, and it was so interesting to uh, be I was like 14 um, helping seven year olds um, speak and walk and all those things it was it was very formative yeah I bet that's awesome um well great um let's talk about when it's winter Uh you're up north and you are with a baby all day yep yep it can be rough um and it's it's lovely as well. Of course. Babies are so wonderful. Um but yeah, so what are some of your kind of favorite boredom busters for yourself when you have longer hours or even just I mean just 4 to 5 hours yeah with no one else that will talk back to you in words. Babies do talk back, but not in words. Um that that yeah. is true. They yeah. definitely communicate. Yes, they um, do. <laughs> yeah, there's there's a couple things um, that has that have kept that's kept me sane. Um, yeah. One of which is every day I'd show up and decide um, my um, that I that we were going to learn new music that day. Oh, and uh, and I just type something into YouTube and. So therefore, you know, you, you put in one video and like the next one plays and the next one plays. Right. Um, so for a while, like I put in Simon and Garfunkel and see what journey that led us on. Yeah. Um, then I started, we listened to the Rolling Stones and the Who and we'd, you know, we'd dance. And then I found that she loves a Lorena McKennett, but only when she's ready for a nap. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> um. But I just find her so funny. Um, I think you actually saw my post about this on Facebook because she really wants to crawl, like really bad. And she, but she can't yet. I mean, at this point, she was only four months old or five, whatever, eight month old. Every time I see her, she's like a new baby because she's grown so much. Yeah. They just crowd up. They do. They do. Today, I picked her up at her preschool and. I looked at her I was like, oh, no, did I pick up the wrong baby? 
I didn't. It was the right one. I just had a a moment of fear. Um, But yeah, so she's laying on her belly. She's having her belly time and she's trying so hard to crawl. And I, and she's screaming. She gets this face, but it's (laughs) determination. And I, to encourage her, I put on Eye of the Tiger. That's so, so right. It just it made me laugh, and that's what I found is the the biggest thing to uh, keep yourself sane is to find ways to find the entire experience humorous, yeah. um, and encouraging. Because um, I would I cheer her on, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a moment that you can tell that she's like, "I've done too much. I can't. I'm I'm done now." <laughs> Um, I've, I've used up all my reserves. Right, right. So I scoop her up and I just tell her, you did such a great job, buddy. And I always call her my little friend and, um, just friendship terms, um, with her, um, which for some reason with her, I feel that's really important. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure why, but I guess I, I, I don't want her to be confused. Like I'm not family. Um. I'm just, I'm your friend. I'm here to play. I'm here to be encouraging and caring and loving and all those things. That's so wonderful. And something else I noticed that you said is like, you noticed that she likes certain music right before nap. So that's Mm -hmm. something else that I, I would think would be helpful, like boredom buster of taking time to notice those, those slight changes. Right. Um, right, absolutely. Which can be refreshing uh, in our kind of fast-paced world is that when you are with a baby who her whole job is is to grow and explore and, right, right. and letting yourself really get in that mindset of like, let's grow together, let's explore. Sure. I mean, my, my big thing, and this is also with toddlers too, but mm-hmm. with her especially – I let everything take exactly as long as it needs to. Mm-hmm. Um, whether it's food or cause she's, she's recently switched over to solid food. Yeah. Um, so it's been fun to figure out like, how do you like to be fed? What is comfortable? Cause she's starting to teeth as well. Um, yeah. And so sometimes if she's interested, she'll take the spoon and you know, some people, may be uncomfortable with how messy she gets or how messy a child can get. And I'm just, I just say, okay, go ahead. Yeah, I'm here. I'm, I'm supervising the the feeding of yourself. I will let you do two little spoonfuls and then I'll do a bigger spoonful. And now you can have the spoon back. (laughs) Right. Yeah. We joke that, um, I joke with her parents about this, that I I call it the spa time. (laughs) Um, because she usually has cereal that has oatmeal in it or something. Mm-hmm. and um, some sort of vegetable or, or uh, a fruit, mm-hmm. and she'll get it all over her face. She'll get all over her hands. Even though she's getting – she doesn't like to be sticky, so mm-hmm. I always keep a, a washcloth in hot water next to her. Mm-hmm. So whenever she needs it, I'll wipe her down. Um, and sometimes she'll even wipe her own hands off. It's very funny. Oh, that's um, funny. Yeah, and if it's at the end of the day, then after her – you know, her – oatmeal facial, um, and hand treatment. Um, then we have a, a nice bath time and, you know, she gets a little rub down with lotion and, um, I make sure it gets on her nose and her cheeks and her chin. Cause it's colder here. We're not quite Chicago, but, uh, yeah, but... <laughs> it does, it does get dry. Um, and I turn everything into a sensory experience mm. Um, and now what, like, even just when I put the lotion in my hands, I'll rub my hands back and forth. And when I, at this point, when I do that, she immediately lights up because she's like, Oh, it's lotion time. Yeah. <laughs> it also heats up the lotion. So it's right. freezing when I put it on her. Oh, <laughs> wonderful. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I like all that stuff. Like before the, um, the bath. Um, I'll sit her while she's still wearing her diaper, sit her on the edge of the bath and they have a detachable shower head and I'll hold it over her toes so she can feel. So at that point it isn't about getting clean. It's about what is this water thing? 
so I let her explore the water with her toes. And then if she wants to, she can put her hands in it and it gives her that sensory time to explore. Yeah. That's, Cause that's a part of growth too. It's like, yeah. what's hot, what's cold, what's wet, what's dry. Cause it's all new to them. Yeah. They, yeah. It's, yeah. Everything's new. <laughs> yeah. Everything. Oh, that's um, wonderful. Oh yeah. Yeah. You, I just remember you mentioned this one too. Um, in, uh, when we were messaging each other, mm-hmm. I love doing baby workouts. <laughs> yes. Tell me about those. <laughs> uh, well, because she's working on sitting up, uh-huh. um, on her own, uh, I, I, I started to do this thing where I hold my thumbs out and I say thumbs <laughs> and she now knows that that means she can grab onto my thumbs and she can sit up. Uh, it's also how I know if she's done with her jumping, apparatus or right. her mat or whatever else. Cause if she's not done, she won't grab my thumbs. Oh. But so sometimes we'll just do sit-ups over and over just with her. And I say up and I articulate the P at the end of the up and down so she can really see my mouth moving. Uh-huh. Um, but then the truth is I need to work out too. <laughs> so <laughs> I like doing my own sit-ups. So I'll, uh, I'll sit and I'll put her on my thighs and I'll hold her in front of me while I rock all the way down to the ground and then rock all the way back up to the point that my legs are flat on the floor and she's laying on my legs and she just cracks up. She thinks it's the funniest thing. Um, and then I also do baby lifts. So I just lift her over my head and I count with her. Um, It's important to keep your elbows close for those. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> they re- it really works your triceps yeah. with, uh, with baby lifts. Um, and we also do squats. Um, while I do the squats, she thinks she's jumping. <laughs> um, <laughs> and we can put on some fun music sometimes to do that. Yeah, uh, but what, yeah, what wonderful ways to incorporate her and yourself and some physical movement and also modeling, you know, healthy ways to move your body. Sure. Yeah. And cause I'm also a movement teacher. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's, it's fun that I get to do all of my thing, all the things I love at the same time. Yeah. That's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> it's very silly sometimes. And yeah, you put on music and you got, you got all of your. your oh yeah. Stuff. I, I sometimes worry that the neighbors look through their window and cause we'll just, we'll dance around. Um, mm-hmm. I'll, we'll sing songs. Well, I'll sing songs at her and she just looks at me like I'm either crazy or that I'm the, the funniest thing that's ever happened. <laughs> um, and I worry that the neighbors are concerned because <laughs> <laughs> I'm just dancing around with the baby. Oh yeah. But that's great. Um, and Back to the idea of just letting things take as long as they take um, Mm -hmm. and letting her kind of dictate when you move on. Mm -hmm. Um, I saw this thing and I'll post it on the Chronicles of Nannia uh, Facebook, but I saw this thing that was like a day in the life of a toddler and it was like, I I woke up and I wanted to get dressed myself and we didn't have time and I wanted to like feed myself and you scooped the the food into my mouth as we like rushed out the door and I wanted to climb into the car myself and and then you wonder why I'm in a bad mood (laughs) I'm frustrated that I want to do all these things and you give me no time to do them yeah and I just think that's something really crucial to keep in mind especially as nannies because our it's our job is to be there with the kids. And I know that for me, you know, we, we have sometimes a tight schedule of we're going to Lego club and to music class and to all these things. And I'm, I have to remind myself that slowing down and really letting experiences be, um, the, the focus is worthwhile. Sure. Absolutely. When I was with, um, my, the two toddlers, the sisters, um, we, because they were, they were, um, older obviously than Mm -hmm. the infant I'm with now. Um, and 
it was it was really fun to let them take their time yeah and let them explore um when i first started with them um and i have permission to use their names <laughs> i've already oh, asked okay, <laughs> um lily who is the younger one uh, she really didn't like bugs and she really didn't like getting dirty. Mm -hmm. Um, and I remember learning that and going, oh yeah, that's going to change. Right. <laughs> and we would go to, uh, there's an arboretum nearby where they live and we would go and suddenly they were playing in the Creek and it's like, you know what? You can take the time, like, look at the water, put your hand in the water. What do you notice about that rock? <laughs> Yeah. And um, it everything changed when they when I said, "Okay, let's take our time with this." Um, yeah, because and, they don't hear that very often. Sure, and and though I, I do want to say that um, Lily and Mia's parents are pretty much the best. They're right. just yeah. amazing. <laughs> um, not just because they're my family, right. but <laughs> they really are the best. Um, but yet, just watch, and because we go, there's a place for anyone who's listening, if you're in Philadelphia, yeah. uh, go go to the Please Touch Museum. It's a, mm. the Children's Museum. It's giant. Um, I used to work there. Um, I think capacity is something like 3,000 people. Whoa. Yeah. Um, if you're a member, there are member Mondays, and we were members. So that means that usually... There's less people there and you can really just take your time. Like how long do you want to take at each exhibit? And okay, you're not feeling cars today. Do you want to go play with the ducks? Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. And, um, you know, if you end up coming here from Nanny Palooza, mm -hmm. anyone who goes should to, to the Nanny Palooza should go to the Please Touch Museum because it gives you so many great ideas. Um, they even have an art room and every month they change what the theme is. Mm -hmm. So you get new arts and crafts projects and new, uh, like different kinds of blocks to play with. And it's, it, I don't know, like I could just go on and on about how great yeah, the Please Touch Museum like is. Yeah, like an amazing museum. Yeah. Well, and then we'd be there and then I'd talk to the girls about, well, what should what ideas did you have today? Should we create a project? And so for example, as I'm, I feel like I've gone on a tangent a little bit here, yeah, but that's okay. That's what we're, <laughs> we're, we're uh, practicing was we're preaching. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, well, the police touch museum has a puppet theater. Mm. Um, I'm pretty sure they still have it. Um, so we went and we would see shows there. And then um, at the same time, their parents were remodeling the bathrooms. And they had these empty cardboard boxes that at one point housed toilets. And now they were just large, empty cardboard boxes. And so with a team effort, meaning I built the thing and they decorated it, yeah. um, we made a puppet theater. Amazing. And then I took a picture of it and I emailed it to the Please Touch Museum Um and said, thank you for the inspiration. You know, you guys gave us a lot of thoughts about, you know, puppets and storytelling and, and creating our own puppets. And thank you so much. Um, with love, uh, Lily one, or it was Lily two, Mia three and Johanna age withheld. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, and the next time we went to the museum, the email and the picture of their, puppet theater was posted right next to the theater at oh, the museum amazing. so they felt really really special that they were like oh, look there's our puppet theater that they, they, they hung a picture of our puppet theater yeah. in the museum so how empowering yeah yeah it was cool to see how they responded to that and um and how how hard they had worked on it and the stories that they were coming up with and it was and it was recognized Right. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if um, if a baby would like, like if you put on a puppet show for her. Well, it's funny that you say that because um, <laughs> being a puppeteer is one of my many jobs. Yeah. Um, and I was just in Connecticut um, 
at UConn, they have a master of fine arts in puppetry. Um, and, uh, I was up there with someone who was auditioning for that. And I happened to go to the puppet museum nearby and I happened to find a elephant puppet that, um, and it says my first puppet and it's soft and squishy and it's perfect. And, um, the infant that I look after, she, uh, she, it's her, her life is pretty elephant themed. So I bought the puppet and I brought it back. And even today, the elephant and I were reading her a book. Yeah, and um, I make a pretty killer elephant noise, so uh, that helps. That's amazing. Yeah. I'm not good at that. Maybe <laughs> off air you can give me some pointers. Cool. I can definitely, definitely do that. Yeah, because it is. It comes up as a nanny. It comes up all the time, and I always feel a little uh, embarrassed by my <laughs> lack of ability in that one particular area. In your elephant noise uh, category, yeah. uh, I can definitely help you. Thank I you. have, because of my years as a puppeteer, honestly, I have this bizarre bag of animal noises that I can make now um, because I've, I've had to play so many animals. Yeah. Um, but it, it works being a nanny, being able to, you know, go through the, the cow says and the cat says and the dog says. Yeah, for sure. And Another question oh, that I had ahead. was in that kind of same idea, but slightly different is, do you ever try um, different dialects with your infant? I do. Yeah. <laughs> um, one of my many jobs, I have a, there's a one woman show that I'm one of the actresses for at the, uh, the Jewish museum in Philadelphia. And, uh, I play, area, check it out guys. Yeah, it's pretty great. Um, but, uh, I play a Russian Jewish immigrant in 1921 mm. and there have been days that I've had a show in the morning and then I go to the infant <laughs> and I can't help myself. I pick her up and Oh, hello, friend. It's so good to see you again. And just, and sometimes I'm Irish because another character I play is an Irish uh, indentured servant. Mm-hmm. Um, one day, I think I was, I don't know, I was from somewhere in England. It wasn't London. <laughs> um, but I was like the kitchen help from Downton Abbey. Yes. Y- you know? Those are the best dialects. Right? They're so fun. And uh, she just, she just goes with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But once again, it's kind of just about finding your own sense of humor. Right. Yeah, I completely agree with that. And it is, that is one uh, major bonus of being with an infant is mm-hmm. once they get to toddler, they really don't like, at least in my experience, maybe my dialects are just awful, but um, <laughs> I doubt that. they don't like when you don't speak like yourself. But you're just talking about normal things. If I'm reading a book, then they're fine with it. But multiple kids, if I'm talking to them and go into an Irish dialect, they don't like it. They're like, it's not you. (laughs) Like one of them grabbed my face and was like, stop it. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, okay. I'm really sorry. You know, I think maybe I'm making up this memory, but uh, I'm pretty sure I had a similar situation and – I remember Mia looking at me saying, why are you talking like that? Yeah. Yeah. <coughs> I wonder but, what the psychology behind that is, but. Yeah, that would be, that's really interesting. Because if, mm-hmm. if I'm doing it as a character, like in a book or, yeah, like if I'm doing puppet stuff with them mm-hmm. or playing a game where I'm not being myself, then they're okay with it, but. Right, because be- you're not supposed to be you in those moments. Right, exactly. But it's yeah, like, but, yeah. How do you? How can you just like change who you are? <laughs> right, that right. doesn't that doesn't make any sense. And the Little Mermaid taught us that your voice is is really important. Yes, the Little Mermaid taught us a lot. It did. <laughs> <laughs> it really did. Um, okay, well. <laughs> Uh, when, when your little one is, is napping or in bed, although I guess you don't need to necessarily recharge when they're, when she's in bed, but Mm -hmm. if she's taking a, like an afternoon nap, Mm -hmm. um, 
how how do you best recharge yourself in those moments of not having to engage so fully because the the way that you've described how you interact with her is wonderful but it takes a lot of energy to be it, that attuned it really does um and i'm not going to lie sometimes i nap too yeah um and uh, i mean even today i picked her up and she was when i picked her up at her um at her preschool um she was asleep when I got her. Mm. And by the time I got her home, which is only a you know 30 second drive, <laughs> um, she was asleep again mm -hmm. and she's been kind of sick. So, mm. you know, like, especially That's with little ones. Oh man, I just feel terrible for her because yeah. she still doesn't really know how to, you know, get the gunk out, you know? Right. Um, but she was tired and, uh, but the second I scooped her out of her carrier, she was like, but I'm awake. And I'm like, no, you're not. You're totally lying. You don't, you don't know how tired you are. So I brought her upstairs and just laid down next to her. I didn't put her in her crib because I knew that would wake her up. Mm -hmm. So there's that she has a, a adult sized bed in her room. Oh, so I just put her down there and I laid down next to her, you know, blocking her in case she rolled over. And, um, we just, we just took a nap together because that's what was needed. Um, but, you know, sometimes I, I bring a book. Mm -hmm. um, another, this this is my my secret thing. I love talking about her. So I send silly things to friends and to my partner. And uh, I'll post, you know, a silly thing on Facebook. Yeah, which I um, love every time. <laughs> yeah, though I did, you know, after the, um, what was it, the Golden Globes, I posted something that, um, made people cry, which surprised me. Um, because it, there was just this scene that I decided to, I, I wrote it out as if it was a scene in a play, um, or a scene in a movie of a nanny holding onto a infant as she was, uh, falling asleep, um, and watching Oprah's speech. <laughs> and, um, I don't know. I, I, so she inspires me. Yeah. You know, when I think about all the stuff in the world and sometimes I get down, you know, I'm like, what am I fighting for? What am I standing up for? And then I have this squidgy little thing that I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm fighting for you. So you can, when, when you've perfected that scream of yours, <laughs> um, hopefully the world will be, will be uh, more ready to hear it. That's, that is, that gives me goosebumps. <laughs> um, yeah, I... I was raw after, emotionally raw for a while after watching Oprah's speech. I was yeah. like doing yoga and <laughs> crying. Yeah. It's like, you're right. We do need to be more open. Mm -hmm. um, so I completely understand how that um, is, is inspiring, but also can bring up emotions. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and it, it's an interesting thing, too, because just because you're a nanny, it doesn't mean you stop being human. Mm -hmm. um, there was a time just talking about crying in front of kids. Because <laughs> sometimes you have to cry in front of a child. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, there's this moment, this is when I was with the, the two toddlers, where it was just chaos mm -hmm. in in a brief moment where the two-year-old who's still a little wobbly on her feet was standing in front of me and I had to let the dog out and the three-year-old was on the potty and the dog decided to charge back in the house, flinging the door open, knocking the two-year-old over. And when I went to scoop her up, the door, which is on this really tight spring, the brass doorknob slammed into my head. Yeah. And I saw stars and fell over myself. And then, of course, from the bathroom, I hear, Hannah, can you come wipe my butt? <laughs> I'm like, oh, Jesus. And I scoop up the two-year-old and I walk into the bathroom and I have tears streaming down my face. I'm not trying to cry. I was just in shock and in pain. And she goes, Hannah, why, why are you crying? I said, well, because sometimes when people hurt, they cry. <laughs> then I wiped her butt and we continued on with our day. Yep. Um, granted, I also ended up in the hospital that night with a concussion. Oh, no. <laughs> but uh, 
I like I texted people in the family to be like, can somebody please come over? I just want to make sure the girls are okay. Yeah. Because um, I was still seeing stars for a while. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm not really known for my grace. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty but, clumsy. But what a, a good skill to teach to your little ones of, of that it's okay to cry. And I tell that to my little ones all the time. <laughs> Yeah, you you have to, um, you know, because there's but there's a fine line, right. and it, I mean I think it always comes down to who is this child in front of me, right? You know, you can't be a nanny to the last kid that you were with, to the child that you're with now, right? Yeah, because they're different Excellent. people, mm-hmm. they're and they their needs are different, their wants are different, and their level of drama is different. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Totally. Yeah. So well, some kids you have to explain like, you know what? Maybe you're crying right now. Maybe that's not the most useful thing. <laughs> right. Perhaps. Just yep. throwing it out there. Yep. <laughs> I'm going to be playing over here when you're ready to rejoin. Right. Right. <laughs> Come on over. That's what I usually do when I'm like, this is. <laughs> you're feeling big feelings, but <laughs> you also don't want me to comfort you. So I will be over here. When you're ready to rejoin. Right. right. If you would like a hug, I'm also here for that. <laughs> but In my later time with me and Lily, I, I started to schedule a nap time. Mm-hmm. And uh, as Mia was getting older, she goes, but Hannah, I don't want to take a nap. And I said, you know what? 20 minutes. You just need 20 minutes of lying in silence. She goes, but I'm not tired. I said, yes, but I need a nap too. <laughs> but I need, I need a rest too. I didn't say nap. I said rest. Yeah. Um, but then she started to understand that, you know, that was something that was important, you know, some, we, we're all still people mm-hmm. and we all still need things. Yes, very much. Mm-hmm. Um, so f- speaking of kind of like finding moments of joy throughout your day, uh, what are some, some silly things <laughs> that, that you found yourself saying because you're the only one in the house that oh, can <laughs> speak in complete words yeah I lose track of the silly things I say like yep. not even paying attention <laughs> usually it has to do with poop yep. not gonna lie yep um with babies that that is the, the it's, big topic it, it is the big topic and it's usually things about you know you know who is the smelliest baby in the world it might be you <laughs> Did you make that? Is that from you? Like, how did that? What were you eating? Like, you need to stop having these late party nights. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah, I definitely joke around a lot with, with uh, talk, not necessarily talking about adult things, but referencing her life as if she's an adult. Yes. Just because it makes me laugh. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah, like one night her parents uh, took her out to a restaurant that's also a bar. And so that just became very funny to me the next day. I'm like, so how was the bar? (laughs) Did did you talk to a lot of people? Did you have a little too much milk? I totally get it. Sometimes (laughs) you have to have that extra swig. (laughs) Mm -hmm. That's great. I love those like little scenes. (laughs) Yeah. And once again. I'm amused. And does anything else matter? Not really (laughs) in those moments. (laughs) Um, And then, yeah, so there is this, like, loneliness at times to being a nanny. Sure. um, Especially with an infant because, it, like, playdates aren't really a thing yet. Um, Sure. Although, you know, you certainly can set them up with infants, but... Uh, once they get a little older, they'll go off and play by themselves, right? Um, right. on playdates. But how do you offset that loneliness factor, um, of being with a baby when you're not with her in your personal life? How do you kind of recover from being alone all day? Well, you know, it's it, there are definitely a couple things. Um, anyone who's in my life knows that right after I'm with her, I tend to monologue. Mm-hmm. Um, because I need to curse. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I need to get some adult language off my mind. Yes. Um, some parents don't care if you curse in front of their kid. 
it's just a personal preference for me. Mm-hmm. I don't like to do it. You know, it just yeah. feels uncomfortable. Yeah. And um, I also, I feel like if I, I can't get that jack in the box back in the box, you know, like if yeah. I start it, <laughs> then. Sure. Sure. I just like to keep that as a habit. That is absolutely a truth. <laughs> yeah. Um, but because I have so many other jobs, um, Sometimes I just dive into research for something else. Um, I keep, I, I also keep a notebook nearby for things that I want to explore or work on in my off time. Oh, yeah. um, whether it's a knitting project or something that I've been really interested in learning more about. Like currently I'm really into the muses, mm-hmm. the, the nine muses and like who they were and in the whole Greek right. mythology world. Um just because I'm interested, you know? And uh, so sometimes that's what I do when she's napping too, is like just do a little bit of research. Um, and, you know, sometimes there's a pint of cider involved. <laughs> right. Uh, in the maybe off hours, yep. in the off hours. Uh, maybe there's a little wine. Yeah. Um, but if you're listening at home and are like, ooh, that sounds great, the wine pairings episode, I highly <laughs> recommend. Uh. I, I have a, a feeling I'll be listening to that soon. Yeah, it's a sommelier came on and I got stories of Nanny's really bad days. Mm. And he paired what he thought they should drink when they got home after <gasps> that particular day. That's brilliant. Yeah, it was it was a good episode. It was a really fun one to record. So if you are sitting at home being like, ooh, yeah, that <laughs> that sounds like fun, then yes, go listen to that episode. Oh, that I, you know what? That's what I'll be listening to on my way <laughs> to the infant tomorrow. Yeah. <clears throat> um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I honestly think the big thing is just being with adults mm-hmm. um, and reminding myself that I am one. Yes. And yeah, yeah. L- letting the things that I love still exist. Yeah. I think that's really great advice. Um, yeah. And you know, honestly, something else that I just thought of mm-hmm. is it's for, kind of accidentally forced me to really like being with myself. Yeah. That is Cause, such a good yeah. point. Yeah. Because yeah. I, you know, I think I'm hilarious. So <laughs> right. the funny things that I do with the, the infant during the day just... You know, they, they crack me up. They fill me with joy. So even though there are moments of, I wish there was an adult, um, it, I, I tend to offset it as I go. Um, right. Because I, I really, it, it's not arrogant to say I really like me. No, it's not at all. <laughs> and I find with toddlers too and um, school age kids, they are such strong mirrors mm-hmm. of of you they will pick up even things that you you don't know are going on with you um they'll pick up on it and it if you don't love yourself uh it can it can be a hard road um because you're with little mirrors all day right 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 and then suddenly they pick up negative language and mm-hmm. Um, this is something I, I talk to my acting students about, um, which I find very funny, but it works for toddlers, especially, um, it's living in the world of yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, in an improv scene, if all you're doing is saying no to every idea, the scene can't grow, the scene can't progress. Um, and the same happens uh, um, with honestly, with our souls, with our spirit, if all we're hearing is no all the time, um, we don't, we stop growing. It doesn't mean that you get everything you want. Right. No. Yes. But, <laughs> but well, I mean, I remember with Mia at one point, she's, she had some great idea that she just wanted everyone to know this idea, but we really couldn't do that idea. And so instead of saying, no, we're not doing that, we're doing this, I responded with, wow, what a wonderful idea. We can't paint the walls purple right now. Um, Right now we're going to eat dinner, but maybe we can discuss ways that we can play with the color purple later. Yeah, yeah. 
And instead of it turning into an argument, it turned into, oh, okay. Right. Um, yeah. A lot of times just honoring that you heard them um, is huge. Yeah. And then, yes, respecting their idea. Uh, Katie Leineke, who's been a guest on several episodes, um, and I don't remember which one. She's probably said this in several. But instead of saying, like, you can't play with that stick, offer mm-hmm. um, healthy and safe ways to play with the stick. Right. right. So, you know, you can't hit with the stick, but you can use it as a walking stick. You can uh, – you know, depending on the age, there is a, you could potentially use it as a sword if it's supervised and, you know, you can set them up for success there. Um, right. Sure. You could use it as a magic wand. Yeah. It could be a magic wand. It could, yeah, be a, you could try to find water with it. Um, <laughs> sure. And if they're working on letters, you can use the stick to draw letters in the ground. Exactly. So, yeah, there's a lot of things that you can do. Um, but, yeah, there is this temptation to just be like, no, you can't play with that. <laughs> and, right. And right. finding those ways to say yes. And I think that all comes back to this uh, this idea of that patience and um, understanding that it's okay for something to take time. Mm-hmm. And no is an easy way to cut everything off, but it's also an easy way to cut off the kids that you're, you know, trying to support and help with their personal growth. So why not take the time to explore the yes? Yeah. Oh, I love that. Let's end (laughs) on that. Unless there's anything else that, that you'd like to add, but. No, no. I think that's a, that's pretty pretty much it. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a really good kind of thesis for how to not go crazy is is take time to explore the yes. Mm-hmm. Especially with well, the baby. There's sure. so many. I think I'm everything. going to live my every day in that now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's wonderful. Well, awesome. Well, I heard you mention um, that you are involved in – a one-woman show uh, for other listeners that w- will be in Philadelphia for uh, Nanny Palooza or who mm-hmm. are near the area right now. What are other ways that uh, they can support you? Um, well, I work for historicphiladelphia.org. Um, and through Historic Philadelphia, there's, there's so much free entertainment, just so y'all know. Um, there's starting Memorial Day weekend and it runs five days a week, Tuesday through Saturday. Mm -hmm. Um, there's free storytelling on benches. There are, um, there's a free, I think there's two free puppet shows on Saturdays right behind Carpenter's Hall. Uh, I think it's still going to be there this year. Um, there are people in costume um, who are portraying people from history. Uh, this year, um, I'm Dolly Madison. Um, so you might see me yeah. in costume, uh, talking black Dolly. Um, she's fa- she's a fascinating woman. Um, yeah. If you want to know more about spinning wool into yarn or making 18th century chocolate, I'm your girl. <laughs> I've learned a lot of strange stuff. Um, but especially after Memorial Day, the old city of Philadelphia comes to life. There is so much to do and a lot of it is free. Wonderful. Yeah. It's pretty great. Awesome. But I will plug that website again because I'm very proud of working for this company. It's it's historicphiladelphia.org. Awesome. And if you are in your car driving, fear not, I will post it on Chronicles of Nania's Facebook. Um, so Fantastic. I'll, I'll link that. <laughs> so go check that out. Um, if you're in your car and you're like, oh, I have no space in my brain to remember <laughs> a website, it'll be there for you. Don't worry. Um, Very good. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Uh, and then we end each episode with a, a fun story from a kiddo. And Johanna's brought one. I sure have. So this is um, about Lily. I've mentioned her already. Uh, this she's she, at this point she's maybe about two and a half, and Lily's one of those kids that 
really doesn't like pants. Now, the rest of the clothes totally fine, um, including undies, but she just was against pants. And uh, one day I show up and she's sitting at the, the counter eating her breakfast, you know, and she's wearing her socks and her T-shirt and her undies, but no pants. And, um, and I see her there and I said, okay, well, hey guys, uh, we have to go to the dollar store today because we were working on our project, which at the time was a mural. It was a multimedia mural to uh, in, it help entice spring to show up. So we needed stuff. And um, I said, but Lil, look, I, um, I got to tell you, they, they need you to wear pants to go to the dollar store. And she looks at me very seriously. Now, Lily also has a lisp. Mm-hmm. And she looks at me and she says, I'm wearing pants. <laughs> and I looked at her and I, and I saw her logic. And I went, you know, you're right. You're, you're wearing underpants. But um, to go to the dollar store, you need to wear um, overpants. <laughs> And she cocked her head to the side and looked at me and said, overpants? <laughs> yes, Lil, overpants. <laughs> and that was the only day. It was not an argument to get her to wear pants. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> overpants. <coughs> yeah. I, overpants. Yep. It worked. <laughs> That's great. I love that. <laughs> Oh, yeah, just the concept of you need your underpants and your overpants. Okay, cool. Great. I thought I found her logic. Yep. Yep. Sometimes you got to just trace that, go on that ride with them. That's that's wonderful. Thank you so much for sharing. You are very welcome. And uh and thank you for being here today, Johanna. This was this was delightful. Oh, Martha, thank you so much for inviting me. I really enjoyed myself. Yay, I'm so glad. And thank you all for listening. We'll see you next week. Chronicles of Nania is produced and hosted by Martha Reddick. Artwork by Noni Amadon. Theme music by Brad Kemp. Find him at secondbedroomstudio.com. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Chronicles of Nania and on Twitter at Nania Podcast. To contact us, email chroniclesofnania at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. This show has been brought to you by Machine Culture. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com.